Welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my sidekick, my co-host, and my all-around good friend, Michelle Saunders Guts, and we are here to talk some preseason football. Michelle, how are you doing today? Hey, 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 Teresa. I am doing well, ready to watch the next preseason game coming up tonight. Um, looking forward to that game. Well, we've got two to choose from, so I'm not sure. Yeah, which we one do. Gonna... But yeah. the late one is, uh, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to stay up quite as late as that game's going to be tonight. Well, we got some football to talk about because believe it or not, you know, a, a game was actually played as of our recording. Um, you and I got a chance to sit down and watch the Jets versus the Browns. Now, I was really impressed with with both teams for different reasons, but I also thought I saw some glaring uh, deficiencies as well. I was a little surprised that the Jets didn't win. You know, I I know that Rogers was on the sidelines and he was in communication back and forth with those that were, you know, covering the game talking through things and of course with his teammates and all of that. But, you know, they had a lead. They had a lead. It was like they kind of lost their, I don't know, their jam a little bit there. Um, And of course, then Cleveland did jump in and those young players and, you know, that they just didn't, the running quarterback they did a fantastic you know well and it wasn't just that it wasn't just in my mind that the jets like kept lost their momentum the penalties were killing them yeah that well yeah i think that was included in my i mean they just kind of lost their focus or whatever i mean anytime and i mean yes you're gonna anytime you have a group of rookies that you know, doesn't know what they don't know, you're going to have issues. I get that. But I saw, I think what I saw was the Jets had their first half dialed in. You know, I mean, they were playing like they had something to play for. And I was really like, hmm, they might really be a dark horse team. That's interesting. You know, Uh, and then it was almost like they just kind of like, I don't know, like it didn't feel like they were the same team. Yeah, I was really like, whoa, you know, and I, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers was a little bit taken aback by that too. I, I, I know he walked off the field and I think he had some mixed emotions about it. And I'm also pretty sure he had something to say in the locker room too, you know, and let's face it, you know, these preseason games, no matter what team you're talking about, these men that are on the field, these rookies, especially, they are playing to earn the right to have a job. Every single one of them is playing for a job. You know, they're trying to prove themselves and prove that they deserve to be on that field, you know, so that they can get a paycheck, you know. And I, I mean, I think more than anything, I believe that's what this preseason is for, uh, for the rookies to kind of prove that they got what it takes. But then also, especially with some teams that are rebuilding like Denver and Arizona, um, and to some great degree, the Chets, cause they, they had a horrible record last year. Um, ugh, it was bad. 
you know, uh, I think these preseason games are for that team to kind of gel and figure out, okay, what is our identity? You know, um, because every team has one, but they don't really know what it is until they actually get between those white lines. Yeah, it gives them an opportunity to learn how to play as a team, too. I mean, so many changes, you know, they have to learn to work together. And I think, you know, that takes a little bit of effort, right? I mean, it's like when you start a new job, you're on probation, uh, people are watching you, the whole team is out there kind of saying, okay, how's this person going to fit in? Are they going to, are they going to make us look better? Are they going to be a team player? You know, it's the same dynamic as team building and what you find in the workplace and, you know, in what you're doing there in team, in team, it's all about that. But yeah, it's, it's, but it's physical, you know, it really, it really is. And and in their case, so like, if you're playing um, tight end or you're p- playing offensive line or you're playing um, running back or whatever position you're playing, you know, uh, Ron, Ron Wolfley, the color commentator for the Arizona Cardinals, has a saying that I just love. It's like, you just go out and do your job. Just go out and do your job. You know, if you know, and that's honestly... You know, like, for example, um, I was listening to, uh, you know, some some comments and even Colt McCoy, who is the backup quarterback for the Cardinals, because Kyler Murray's out for a bit because he tore his ACL uh, last year. And, you know, Colt McCoy was going, you know, even with a new team, I'm having to relearn an entirely new system than we had before with a new team, new coaches, everything. I mean, really, when these rookies, they get on the field, it's like they're getting hit with a fire hose. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on them. There's no doubt. Some step up to that. Some don't do as well. But many are hungry. Many are ready. You know, there's there's a lot to be gleaned from many <laughs> that have gone through that. And they do get the support. I think too. I mean, I think that depending on, you know, the player and what they're doing, they get a lot of mentoring and support. I, I do think most everyone wants to see their team members succeed. When one succeeds, that helps everyone, right? It really, yeah, it really does. I mean, if you're, if you're playing your position to the best of your ability and you're doing what you can to cover your guy or, or to make a play or catch the ball or whatever it is you're doing, if you're focused on doing your job and the man next to you focuses on doing his job, you know, then all of a sudden the team is starting to run like a well oiled machine. And I think, you know, especially for the new coaches. They have a lot to prove too. Like if they have just gotten hired onto a team, you know, can my system work? Can what I know, can I translate that to this group of guys and make it work? Absolutely. And there's been a lot of movement there. There's been a lot of teams and they do tend to, you know, move those coaches around, um, offensive coaches, defensive coaches, you know, 
of course, the main the main coach um, from time to time. And, you know, it's hard. That's hard on teams, uh, too. The Arizona Cardinals, according to uh, Russ Tucker football and according to the NFL uh, rankings, team rankings, like, for example, according to the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals are ranked number 32 out of like dead last. And Ross Tucker, who's another football, he's another podcaster. He actually thinks that they are going to go three and 14 for the season. I'm hoping that he's wrong. I really am. But when you hear that, what stands out to you? I don't know. I'm, I'm other than you know, so, someone's opinion based on performance. It seems a little bit low for what the Cardinals have done based on what, you know, I'm aware of in backup quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray and shift in coaching. And, you know, I haven't followed their training camp, but some of the gaps they've had, it seems to me like the Cardinals, you know, uh, uh, there should be a little bit more confidence out there for the Cardinals. I would think, I mean, you're a, a die, you're a diehard fan. And, and I know you've been frustrated, you know, with some of the things that have transpired with the team, but I know that you felt pretty encouraged with what changes they've been making. I would, well, I mean, with the coaching, I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, now, it, now it has to kind of prove itself on the field. And I think it will, uh, you know, as of this recording, they will play tomorrow night, you know. Um, but like for me, I kind of, um, I look at that and I'm going, huh, I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty low, I mean, but in general, they have, oh, the Cardinals have always gotten a bad ranking, even if they're doing relatively okay. Because, you know, for, for a lot of, a lot of the rankings people, they don't really give the Cardinals a good shake. Now, I don't, now I can honestly say, I think they're trying to be, you know, based on what happened last year, but they're not factoring in, you know, new coach, new offensive line guy, new defensive line coach. I mean, new, uh, general manager who actually made some moves during the draft. I mean, he dropped down in the draft. Uh, he dropped down to like number 12 and then actually made a game, made a move. And remember, they had the third pick in the draft. Okay. So he drops down to number 12 and then actually came back up to number six to make his first draft pick. And I was just fascinated by that. Like, well, you're just, you're starting to make some noise. This is interesting. You know, so I don't know that, that the national media is giving them credit. But I also can see why they're basing it on how they played last year. But, you know, I don't think that you can really do that because they made so many changes. That is a tough one because of those rankings. I mean, you really got to stay away from, as a player, I would assume that, you know, you don't want, you don't want to distract yourself too much with other people's opinions. And, you know, you just like, if the Cardinals just deliver, and keep doing that consistently. I think the 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 credibility, the wins, those things will come, you know. And so, you know, I guess they have something to prove there. Yeah, I think you're right. 
And I think there's another team that has something to prove too. In fact, I think there's a few teams, but another team that really has something to prove, I think, is Denver. Yes, I think so too. I think you're going to see a different Russell Wilson. I think that, um, you know, I know that he came back. He, he lost some weight. I know that, um, you know, the Broncos have made a lot of changes as well at coaching, but I don't know what, again, what kind of product are they going to put out on the field? Like, you know, do you think that Sean Payton um, can get more out of Russell than what we've seen? I, I do. I mean, I, I do think that they're going to have to change up some, you know, some other areas within the team, the offense and defense. And I'm hoping they have a better offensive line because what they yeah, put out. Oh, yeah, because man. I mean, I do think that that will in itself change up Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, he's not having to scramble for his life back there, you know, because that offensive line isn't playing like absolute got hot garbage. It was pretty bad. It was, I mean, I've seen some bad, but this was, just, I'm like, what the heck was that? I, that doesn't even qualify as offense. It's hard. It's hard because seeing the Broncos as they were, you know, when Elway and Manning played and they won the Super Bowl and Super Bowl and, you know, and they had the best coaches and, you know, their, their team owner who was, you know, unfortunately passed away, um, Pat Bolin. And, you know, when they didn't go through so many rough patches with transition and change at the top and then change, you know, and then, you know, player shifts and all of that. I mean, and, you know, it got bumpy. You remember when Tebow was playing? <laughs> I mean, I love Tim Tebow. And I was like, so, oh, go. And I was really hoping things would work out. And that didn't work out. And then, you know, they brought in the other quarterback. Oh, man, I cannot remember. Uh, Drew Locke. He came in. Oh, uh, that was a mess. That was just, that was that, that didn't was, work right that well. And then Elway left, and you know, so now they've got a whole new grouping. And maybe with Peyton, you know, the stabilization, you know, some things changing with their, like we talked about, that that will make them a much better, well-rounded all the way go to, you know, where they need to be to shine um, and maybe even give some competition to the Chiefs. Well, I don't think the Chiefs need that much more competition. They've got it plenty. Um, well, but you know what I'm saying. In I do. Yeah. Of, of the, that conference. The, yeah. That conference. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's what I mean by that. It's like, okay, because, you know, the Denver and the Chiefs always had had this uh, kind of thing going on in their conference. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting dynamic. That is for sure. Well, speaking of uh, Denver, um, I want to ask you to, um, who do you think based, I mean, who do you think, because Denver and Arizona face off tomorrow. So who do you think is actually going to walk away with the win? Denver. You think so? I do. I tend to agree because they're going to play their starters. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I would like to see Arizona get a win. I mean, I think uh, I'd like to see, you know, 
what we have, but I think, you know, if Denver is going to play their starters, um, hmm. I, have, I, I mean, unless they shift, something changes, but I mean, it'll be an interesting game, Teresa. I can't wait to communicate back and forth. I hope we can do that when we're talking, because I know the Cardinals are going to play the Chiefs too, right? I think that's August 19th when that that's happening. So that'll be fun. I seriously cannot wait. That'll be absolutely fun. Um, well, I want to dive more into the Chiefs, and I and I know you've got a player to highlight. But first, um, let's take a moment and let's go to John and find out what happened in the rest of the NFL. Uh, I want to go over basically what's been going on in the NFL with this last week. Um, of course, we had the Hall of Fame game last week, the uh, New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, I was pulling for the Jets because these guys haven't been to the preseason in 12 years. And now they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And there was a lot of hype about their new uh, backup quarterback, Josh Wilson. And uh, so the game was scoreless until there was two minutes, four seconds left in the first quarter. The Jets got a field goal, led three to nothing. Uh, the kickoff, a run back was fumbled. The Jets took over at the Browns' 34-yard line. With 22 seconds left in the first quarter, the Jets get a 44-yard field goal, led 6 to nothing. Zach Wilson led both those drives. Um, and then with the 10-20 left second quarter, the Jets' uh, Surratt intercepted the Browns' quarterback. And with 9:04 left in the second quarter, um, the Jets scored a touchdown, and it was 13 to nothing Jets. With 31 seconds left in the, in the uh, second quarter, the Browns scored a touchdown and it was 13 to seven at Jets. Um, the Jets got a field goal right at halftime and led 16 to seven going into the halftime locker room. Uh, the Jets got the ball to start the third quarter, but really couldn't score right off the bat. Um, and with six eleven left in the third quarter uh, with four plays, uh, 93 yards. The Browns got a touchdown and it was 16 to 14 Jets. Now, I got tired at that point, couldn't stay up any longer. I get up at 4 a.m. to go to work. So I had to go to bed and I thought, surely the Jets are going to pull this off. Imagine my shock and my disappointment when I woke up the next morning to find out that the Browns scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter with only nine minutes and 33 seconds left and won the game 21 to 16. But hopefully the Jets will have better luck the rest of the preseason season and going into the regular season. Um, also want to congratulate the 2023 NFL Hall of Fame inductees. You've got um, uh, Rondé Barber, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 1997 to 2012. Didn't miss a single regular season game in his 15-year career. Uh, you've got Chuck Howley, linebacker. You've got, uh, he's with the Chicago Bears from 1958 to 1959 and the Dallas Cowboys from 1961 to 1973. Joe Thomas, tackle, Cleveland from 2007 to 2017. You've got head coach Don Coriel, which was the St. Louis Cardinals 1973 to 77, and the San, and the San Diego Chargers from 78 to 86. You've got Joe Klecko, defensive end and a tackle with the New York Jets from 1977 to 1987 and the Indianapolis Colts uh, in 1988. I want to mention some of the faith-based things that some of these guys said 
Uh, Joe Klecko uh, mentioned that his parents always made sure that they stayed in church and that he and his current family, uh, that God understands how much he and his current family love God and they understand that all their blessings come from uh, God. Uh, Darrell Rebus, line, uh, cornerback, the New York Jets from 2007 to 2012 and 2015 to 2016, Tampa Bay in 2013, and the New York Patriots and the New England Patriots in 2014, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And 2017, DeMarcus Ware, outside linebacker, Dallas Cowboys 2005 to 2016, the Denver Broncos in 2014 to 2016, Zach Thomas, linebacker with the Miami Dolphins 1996 to 2007, and the Dallas Cowboys uh, in 2008. And then Ken Riley, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, 1969 to 1983. DeMarcus Ware said uh, that you are told you're a product of your environment, but it doesn't have to be true unless you have a positive environment to have grown up in. Then that can be true. But he said that God can turn any situation around for his good and for his glory. The Bible does say that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his, his purpose. And I hope your environment and your way of thinking are both Christ-centered. Joe Thomas said, availability is the most important ability. Uh, Rondé Barber says, be uncommon, do uncommon things. And I say this, and and that this should absolutely be true of Christians, as we serve an uncommon Savior. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So those are some of the spiritual things that some of these guys said. So congratulations to the 2023 class of the NFL Hall of Fame. Okay. And then you got, um, I want to go over the NFL power rankings um, as of the, uh, as of August 8th, according to, I'm going to give you some, some different things from some different sites here. You've got the NFL power rankings as of September 8th from NFL.com, Kansas City Chiefs at number one, Philadelphia Eagles at number two, San Francisco 49ers at three, Cincinnati Bengals at four, uh, Buffalo Bills at five, Dallas Cowboys at six, Baltimore Ravens at seven, New York Jets at eight, Miami Dolphins at nine, Jacksonville Jets. Jaguars at, at uh, 10, uh, Detroit Lions at 11, LA Chargers at 12, Cleveland Browns at 13, Seattle Seahawks at 14, New Orleans Saints at 15, Minnesota Vikings at 16, uh, Denver Broncos at, at or Atlanta Falcons at 17, New York Giants at 18, Pittsburgh Steelers at 19, uh, New England Patriots at 20, Denver Broncos at 21, Green Bay Packers at 22. Tennessee Titans at 23, Washington Commanders at 24, Chicago Bears 25, Carolina Panthers 26, Indianapolis Colts 27, Los Angeles Rams 28, Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders at 29, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 30, Houston Texans at 31, and the Arizona Cardinals at 32. ESPN top fantasy players at each position. Number one, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Number two, uh, Josh um, uh, Allen at uh, Buffalo, number three, uh, Jalen Hurts at Philadelphia, number four, Joe Burrow at Cincinnati, number five, Lamar Jackson at Baltimore, number six, uh, Justin Fields at Chicago, number seven, Justin Abert, uh, LA Chargers, number eight, Deshaun Watson at Cleveland, number nine, Trevor Lawrence at Jacksonville, number 10, Dak Prescott in, in uh, Dallas. At running back, you've got Austin Eckler at L- the LA Chargers, uh, number two, Christian McCaffrey at San Francisco, uh, number three, Bishon by John Robinson at Atlanta. Number four, Jonathan Taylor at Indianapolis. Number five, uh, Jaquan, uh, Saquon Barkley, the New York Giants. Number six, uh, Derek uh, Henry at Tennessee. 
Number seven, Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas Raiders. Eight, Nick Cobb, Nick Chubb at Cleveland. Number nine, Tony Pollard at Dallas. Number 10, Travis Etienne, uh, Jr., Jacksonville. Uh, wide receiver, you've got Justin Jefferson, number one at Minnesota. Number two, Cooper Cup at LA Rams. Number three, Jamar Chase, Cincinnati. Number four, Tyreek Hill at Miami. Number five, Devontae Adams, Las Vegas Raiders. Number six, uh, Stephon Diggs at Buffalo. Number seven, uh, Lede, uh, Liddell Lamb at Dallas, uh, number eight, um, Amon Ra, St. Brown at Detroit, and number nine, A.J. Brown at Philadelphia, and number 10, uh, Jalen uh, Waddle at Miami. Uh, tight ends, you've got Travis Kelsey for Kansas City at number one, uh, Mark Andrews, Baltimore, number two, T.J. Uh, Hawkinson, Minnesota, three, uh, Darren Waller, number four, New York Giants, number five, George Kittle at San Francisco, number six, George uh, Godert. Philadelphia, number seven, uh, Kyle Pitts at Atlanta, number eight, Pat uh, Freermuth at Pittsburgh, uh, number eight, David uh, Najaku at Cleveland, and number 10, uh, Evan Ingram at uh, Jacksonville. So those are your top uh, positions uh, according to ESPN um, at each position. And then who will have who will make the 2024 Super Bowl the the top 10 odds according to USA Today. Number 1 number 1 uh at Miami Dolphins at plus 2000, number 2 Detroit Lions plus 2000, uh Baltimore Ravens at plus 1800, New York Jets at plus 1800. Dallas Cowboys at plus 1,600, San Francisco 49ers plus 900, Cincinnati Bengals plus 900, Buffalo Bills plus 800, Philadelphia Eagles plus 700, and Kansas City Chiefs plus 650. And that's, again, according to USA Today. So, um, and then this, this, so you've got the, uh, Thursday on the Thursday the tenth, you've got Houston at New England and Minnesota at Seattle. Friday, uh, August eleventh, you've got New York Giants at Detroit Lions, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay, Green Bay at Cincinnati, Atlanta at Miami, Washington at Cleveland, and Denver at Arizona. Saturday, August twelfth, you've got Tennessee at Chicago, Indianapolis at Buffalo, New York Jets at Carolina, Jacksonville at Dallas, Philadelphia at Baltimore, L.A. Chargers at L.A. Rams, and Sunday. August eight, uh, uh, August thirteenth, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at New Orleans and San Francisco at Las Vegas Raiders. So that is the Loshman across the NFL report for uh, August tenth, two thousand and twenty-three. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you are following the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And I will see you next. Thank you for that, John. Um- Michelle, I want to actually dig into the Chiefs. I know you've been monitoring their training camp up to this point. Um, and here's my question. I know that they're good. You know that they're good. I mean, they're defending Super Bowl champions and they got a target on their back. So here's my question. We've got a lot of teams that are going to be looking at them, licking their chops, going, you know what? We think we want that. But what is it going to take for the Chiefs to actually run it back and do it again? Oh, geez. That's a loaded question. I I just think they have to keep going with their focus on winning collectively as a team and working together to get um, the wins and stay away from penalties. And, you know, don't get injured 
that's a hard a hard thing sometimes you know patrick gets out there and he i mean and let me t- tell you they have to cover him they've got to cover their quarterback too and you know the whole team you know chris jones um they've got to stay you know they got to stay competitive there um because the chiefs a lot of times you know they Patrick carries sometimes will carry them all the way to victory toward the end. You know, they don't always play their best until toward the second half. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to, I I just think there has to be a consistency of performance and it's got to stay that way all throughout the game. I'm sure they have some new, ideas for how to use various receivers or various you know new rookies and i know that that'll be part of how they you know put their playbook together and i think they may find that some of their players that are fairly new are going to play better because they're more comfortable and um you know the backup quarterback um is new Because, you know, they don't have the old backup quarterback. And so that's going to be important in case Patrick gets injured, right? Right, which means they got to break him in. Yeah, so that's a big deal there. And also, um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rookies work them in. You know, how how are they going to work them into their 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 strategy of their games and their wins and rotations and things like that. I do know Brian Cook is being challenged to become a leader on the Chiefs defense. And that is something that Steve Spagnola is doing as the coach there. He's trying to grow the leadership in some of the other areas too, because not a leader can't always carry the whole, the whole team or the whole, you know, whatever they're covering um, all the time. And also I do think, you know, some of these guys that have, are coming off injury, you know, they got to keep them going like T.E. Blake Bell. He's ready to roll. He had his injury shortened in the 2022 season for him. So, you know, those are things I think all encompassing and, you know, they have some wide receiver work they've been doing. And I think that's, they can't get too cocky is what I'm saying. They've got to realize, you know, that, yeah, they are Super Bowl winners. And yes, they've got two under their belt. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's rated number one. You know, the team is rated number one by the rankings. Um you know, all the way around. I mean, they're stellar. They have been stellar. They have performed. They have did what they've needed to do to win. However, you know, like this, you know, let's just say three's a charm. But I mean, all I know is that you never can, the way success works, Teresa, as you know, there, when you become successful, you can't always be guaranteed that you're going to be, and you cannot always walk on that success. 
You've got to make changes and other people, you know, could are, 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 are right there behind you or right ready to outshine you or you know what I'm saying? So you've got to remain humble and you've got to remain just you're doing your best. So they have to get out there and they're going to have to do their best at what they do. Mutual respect, teamwork is the dream work, keeping injuries down, keeping penalties down. And it's hard to stay focused sometimes. I mean, we all get sidetracked, right? Life happens. Life happens. And so trying to keep your mental and your physical and all those things focused on the field, you know, and and keep humble and they got to keep humble. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying they can't run it back and do it again. I think they have the talent. I think they have the skill. Um, but I'm also looking at some of these other guys, other teams that are like in the NFC, like, you know, I think there is some dark horse teams that may really surprise us. You know, I'm going to keep an eye on Buffalo, um, you know, because they played like they had a little something to play for. Uh, so did the Bengals. Well, and Damar, you know, and, and Josh Allen, my nephews love Josh Allen. I think he is like the cat's meow and because he played for the University of Wyoming. And that's where my husband walked on and played. That's where all of our family, many went there. And so, you know, they were supporting that. But, you know, Josh Allen is right coming up there. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's another one. And you've got Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's got something to prove. And I think, I think, honestly, the Jets are going to be... They're going to make some noise. I don't know how much noise they're going to make. I mean, they haven't been to the uh, playoffs in, what was it, 12 12 seasons or something like that. I could be wrong on that number, but it was a significant number. And so I think that the Jets might be a dark horse team. I think maybe Detroit might also have a little something to prove. I don't know that the chiefs are going to just they 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 should not assume that they're going to be able to run it back. I think the fans would love to see that. I think a lot of people have a lot of faith and confidence in them, but anything can change. You know who I would love to see actually like I mean just thinking right now, I would love to see because the other another team that I am always nervous about because they play for keeps are the St. Louis Rams. You know, I I've never really paid much attention to them. Was that formerly the LA Rams? Yep. Okay, cool. My issue there is, I mean, because you got a lot of really and I've seen them play like last year, last year when the Cardinals actually made it to the or no, was it last year? Yeah, when the Cardinals actually made it to the playoffs and they were playing the Rams, they got jack stomped. I mean, it was bad, you know, but I don't know. I mean, would the Rams do, do the Rams have enough that they could actually run it back to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I think we're going to see, I would guess after, say, the first five or six uh, regular season yeah, games. Yeah, regular games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll know what teams are panning out to be uh, 
able to make some noise and what teams need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting season. I mean, 2020 and 2023, 2024. I mean, there's a lot coming ahead, uh, including that being elections time. So we won't go into politics, but I'm just saying, no, no, our team uh, here is, you know, we've got a lot of things going on. It's just a lot of things going on. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the new coaches, the new team members, the new quarterbacks, you know, the new coach, you know, every, how each one of the teams operate. And I don't foresee the Cardinals to have the season, of course, that they had last year or the Broncos, as we've talked. And I also, I know the Eagles are right, going to try really, really hard to win the Super Bowl. And I know the Bills and I know the Jets are hungry. And I know the Vikings, the Bengals are, and we saw the Browns, right? I mean, so, and and I didn't even talk about the 49ers. And, you know, they've got Kristen McCaffrey. Oh boy, that's going to make, I think they're going to make some noise. They are. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've got a lot ahead here. Yeah. Yep. I think you're right on that. Well, let's take a break. Let's go to our sponsor. And then I think you have a player to highlight. Yes. I'm excited. Good, good, good. Well, this week's sponsor is uh, Kadosh Media. You know, now, we, Michelle and I, uh, we get behind the mic and we gab and we talk and we do the podcasting thing. But the, But there's a lot more that goes into podcasting than just getting behind a mic and talking. Um, have you ever considered starting one of your own? If you have, go to www.kadosh media, kadosh media, kadosh media.com and book a time and let's see if we can get your podcast up and running. That's www.kadoshmedia.com. Now, Michelle, we talk a lot about the on the field product. But you, but the key component to this show is that we like to highlight players who are doing some good stuff off of the field as well. So would you take it away and share about your player for the week? Yeah, I, I would like to give credit to Sports Spectrum and God TV for what I'm going to share about TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards is a linebacker that played for last year. He played for the Eagles. And then moved over to the Bears. So this um, season, he's going to be a Bears linebacker. But he is a baby Christian. And I believe he um, grew in his Christianity when he was um, on the Eagles team. Because there's quite a few Christians. And there's Bible studies out there. And Pastor Ted was his pastor there for the team when he was with the Eagles. And um, that is where he, I think, from what I understand, grew in his faith and became um, a a Christian was through uh, his exposure there. And he uh, credits his spiritual growth to the Bible studies that he had while he was playing for 
the uh, Eagles. And he, um, of course, um, expresses his gratitude for being part of that team. God used that team. He was blessed to be with them. But he also shares that everything he does, he does for God. And that means he does that on and off the field. And he's a 26-year-old man um, who is, um, you know, growing in his faith, in his career, um, recently married his girlfriend. And uh, I don't know if they're living in the Chicago area now. I think so. But he's one that professes his faith and is open about his faith. And so I think we need to honor him and honor what he's trying to do, especially being a new linebacker for the Chicago Bears. I know John thinks Chicago could be the black dark horse coming up, but TJ Edwards really did a great job when he was playing for the Eagles too. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on the Bears and see how they actually pan out. Uh, I am really glad to hear you know, I mean, we, you and I, we sit here and we talk football because we love the show. We love the game, the rules, the sport. I mean, and football's a violent sport. We love that, right? But when it comes down to it, uh, one of the things that you and I love the most is seeing people come to Christ. And I, and it just makes me so happy to hear that, uh, TJ Edwards has come to Christ. To me, that's like, that's, cool that's really cool because you know he's gonna grow in his faith and i'm sure that god is moving him to chicago for a reason i don't know what that reason is um but you know he doesn't move people without a reason he doesn't you know he's got a plan and so i'm gonna be excited to see what god does with him yeah i mean we've got you know what you would call the jesus squad out there Teresa. Uh, like Drew Brees is one and, you know, there's a couple of others that have been very vocal, you know, you know, we've got Russell Wilson and we've talked about Kristen McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, we've got Jalen Hurts and, you know, um, there's others I know we've highlighted, but you and know, I'm sure there'll be fun. some other names. That there'll be up. some more that come up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially so. with the rookie, rookie class that is just coming in too. So, oh yeah, a lot of those guys come out of those Christian universities. <laughs> oh yeah, too. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who pans out and who, you know. But I just love the idea, you know, that like someone can be say, you know what, I'm going to live my faith. You know, I'm going to be, you know, cool. I'm going to be, I'm going to love everybody I can, you know, but, you know, off the field. But when I get on that field, you better stay out of my way. To me, I mean, I mean, seriously, that's honestly what you want from a football player. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a dynamic, you know, but God can be glorified through your athleticism. And I think that's what these guys are trying to do is use it for good. I mean, nobody wants to be mean, downright mean and hurt people, but you have to be out there and do your job. And, you know, I mean, my husband played defensive tackle and, you know, he's a gentle giant, 
But man, when he got on that field, he was a protector, you know? And, you know, these, depending on your, what you're out there for and what you're doing and, you know, how, how you view that. And, you know, Eric, Eric Little, who was the missionary on Chariots of Fire that was in, uh, he was in the Olympics um, way, 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 way back. I cannot remember the year that was, but he was a missionary. He loved God, but he, God, he was, he was a runner. And he, he said, I, f- I feel God's call when I run, you know, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, a, l- a lot of people have rec- a hard time reconciling, reconciling this, uh, sometimes with Christians, but it is, it is the call that they have. And it's just the nature of, of, of how it is. And the, when you are playing the game of football, especially I would say football and hockey uh, because hockey is also a very aggressive, um, you know, very, you know, but when you're playing a sport that is very aggressive and to a degree violent like that, you have to have a different mindset. It's like, I'm going to step between the lines and I'm going to impose my will upon you. And I know you're going to try and impose your will on me and may the best man win. By the way, that best man is going to be me. You kind of have to have that mentality step when you get on that field. You really do. Yeah, it's a whole different mindset. And, you know, I think, yeah, the culmination of, you know, mindset, physical preparedness, all of that and giftedness there and how you use that um, for the better of others. And I think that's why. I admire some of the quarterbacks that are out there wanting to help the others win. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is always trying to find a receiver that can score. You know, he wants to help them. He wants them to score for the team, for the fans, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he wants that. That's leadership. That's leadership, right? You know, it's a servant leader. And so I think that's why. And, and not all quarterbacks are like that, you know, not, not all of them are, you know, they're, they're other, not other serving. They're about themselves. And that's that you can quickly find out doesn't always work. It can work, (laughs) but it always, it isolates you a lot. Way back when uh, it was just after Kurt Warner had stepped down uh, as a quarterback um, for the Cardinals. And we had this quarter, new guy that came in. His name was Matt Leinard. And I remember this so clearly because I think it points to what you're talking about. He was, he came out and he was all pompous and said, the team will ride or ride, ride in, or die with me. And about a week later, he plays and fractures his collarbone. Now I hate the fact the guy got hurt, but you, come out and you make that kind of a statement. Okay. Let's see if you got the chops. Let's just see if you got the chops. Cause if you don't, it's best you keep your mouth shut. Well, no one would support you. Won't, doesn't want to support people like that. Right. That get, I mean, that people don't like narcissism. I mean, generally. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's even worse when you're on the, on a football field and getting paid millions of dollars. It like amplifies that. And you're going, good God, shut up. Well, it is a brotherhood, right? 
it is a brotherhood out there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I cool. agree. I agree. Well, I think that about wraps it up, Michelle. Do you have anything else you want to add? Mm, I had something I was going to add and I, why I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. It was, I thought it was going to be good to share in wrapping up that. Oh, Facebook page. Hey friends, please go out and engage with us on our Facebook page, uh, Blaze and Gutch. And um, it'd be fun if you all could put out there uh, your favorite team attire, you know, maybe you and your in a, a jersey or a hat. I mean, we would love to see that. Um, do engage with us. Do get back um, to us with, you know, feedback as Teresa always asks. And, um, you know, it's all about your uh, interest in what we share. And, you know, we're opinion people and we love to share our opinions, but we want to hear yours too. So I'd like to close with that. Thanks, Teresa. Well, you're very welcome. And I'll just add, hey, uh, if you're a, if you're a Twitter or, excuse me, X, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. think of X marks a spot. Right. Yeah, X. Uh, if you're on that platform, we do have a Blazing Gutch account. Please give us a follow. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Michelle manages the Facebook mostly, and I manage uh, X. So that's pretty much what I got on that. Other than that, guys, I'm Teresa Blaze, along with my co-host, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And we are out. across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 